With time running out and the Steelers approaching their season opener against the Buffalo Bills, TJ Watt marched into the office of Steelers owner Art Rooney and demanded or said that the deal was done. He is now officially signed to his ex, uh, extension. Well, reportedly, we'll get to the details of that and preview all the NFL week one games, including Steelers versus Bills right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Joined today by Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. I'm Chris Carter, your host. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as always, you can check us out on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really helps us out. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Joining me, joining me as always on Fridays is Jenna Honor of Channel 11, WPXI in Pittsburgh. Jenna, let's cut to the chase. TJ Watt has signed his extension reported originally from Ian Rappaport confirmed by Adam Schefter. It is that when those guys say it, it's done, it is a four year, $112 million extension with at least $80 million guaranteed. Like you and I were talking about before we came on the air, that's quarterback money. This did it. He got the deal done. And the Steelers say, we are no longer waiting to see what happens here. I think everybody in Pittsburgh, Chris, is breathing a sigh of relief. This was such a point of contention, and it really like led up to this week. Everyone was, you know, is this going to get done? Is he going to play? I had so many people, especially from the Buffalo sport media, saying, is TJ Watt going to play? We heard from Mike Tomlin, yes. He was going to play. He anticipates him practicing, he anticipates him playing. But this was the deal that TJ Watt was waiting for. This was the deal that a lot of people thought he was going to get. And that guaranteed money, that $80 million guaranteed, the fourth highest amount guaranteed to a player, according to Spotrack, Track, however you say it. I know there's so many different <laughs> ways you can say it. Um, but the fourth highest amount guaranteed to a player and the three other guys higher are, I believe, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, and I want to, it's not Lamar Jackson. It's, um, uh, there we go. I'm like, mm -hmm. good quarterback, shout out. Who is it? There we go. <laughs> you know, we're, it's week one. We're getting back into we're it. We're getting back into it. It's we're fine. Back into it. But this was something that the Steelers and TJ Watt had been working on. And I just love the part that Adam Schefter uh, yes. tweeted where Talk he basically it. said, like you mentioned at the beginning, that TJ Watt basically overruled his agents, believed the agents believed he could get more money. He overruled them, went right into Art Rooney's office, said, we have a deal. And then TJ said, I have to excuse myself. I have to go work out. How, how, how does this, like, that's, just, that's too perfect. This personifies yeah. everything that everyone talks about with, with the Steelers, the family environment. Like, you know what? We're cutting through the middlemen. We're forget forget the agents, forget anything else. You're talking to me, Mr. Rooney. I take this deal now. And by the way, let me go work out because we got a game Sunday and it's against the Buffalo Bills. That's 
such a that, that's such a, an exclamation point on the end of this long drawn out process and, yeah. and jenna you and i we've been at practice every day we've been seeing everything you know we saw when when the steelers finally you know you know we were able to say officially when he when tj watt was practicing in full with the team we talked about that on uh you know when he showed up on wednesday you know and thursday you're still waiting for everything and then thursday afternoon uh we get the official uh the official report coming out and uh, huge news, like you said, a huge sigh of relief. This team is about to go up against the Buffalo Bills, a team that was just in the AFC Championship. One of those guys that have more guaranteed money is Josh Allen. The reason he got it is because he's a bad man himself. That yeah. team is going to be really competitive. And when you're going on into a hostile environment with a lot of rookies starting on offense, you need to have your best player. And there's no doubt the best player is TJ Watt. J- Jenna, just from a standpoint, uh, you've you've covered Buffalo. You've 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 watched the NFL for a long time, like I have, and and covered it. This this the way this ends with T.J. Watt doing this. I don't think I've heard too many stories like that of him marching in and and not demanding anything of the owner, just saying this is done. We are cool. I will take this. Just let me get to work. And like you said, that's exactly the Steelers' mentality. They this is probably one of the reasons too. They don't like de- dealing contracts, dealing with contracts during the season. They like to have business taken care of before the season starts so that they can lock in and focus on the task at hand, and that's winning football games. And that is something that TJ Watt, that is his entire mentality. So for him, he knew that there was so much conversation around this. And of course, this is a business. This is his job at the end of the day. I think so many people tend to lose a little bit of sight of that where they, you know, look at the owners and say, oh, well, they should just pay the player. And then they look at the player and say, oh, well, they're asking for so much money, blah, blah, blah. You know, TJ Watt is that player. He led the league in sacks last year. There's obviously a lot of disputes on if he should have been defensive player of the year or not. But the reality is he is one of the best, if not the best player at his position in the National Football League right now. And he clearly deserves the money that he's getting for it. And he's saying, you know, I'm ready to work. I want to put all of this outside noise, outside conversation, because as much as there's been conversation, is it a distraction? Isn't it a distraction? You and I know we are in those media availabilities daily. And the conversation, especially this week, has just entirely surrounded TJ Watt, his contract. Everybody you talked to, we talked to defensive coordinator Keith Butler. There was context about that. We talked to Minka Fitzpatrick on Thursday. There were questions directed towards Minka about it. They, at the end of the day, all they just want to focus on is the Buffalo Bills week one. And now they can do that. They certainly can do that. And it's funny, we, we talked to Cam Hayward uh, a Thursday morning before practice. And you know, he's like, he said, it's not a distraction, but you have to think this kind of is. I yeah. mean, Mike Tomlin even joked with us after, you know, when, when T.J. Watt finally, you know, was, was practicing on Wednesday. He came over and he told all the reporters, he's like, you don't need me anymore, right? Like, <laughs> you see him, like, like it's there. Uh, so, like, those type of things, that's pretty, you know, like, they, but I, I get it. It's unavoidable. But, you know, Cam Hayward's point was this is part of the business. He's like, I was just in a contract negotiation next year. Minka's going to be in a contract negotiation or last year with Cam Hayward. Next year will be Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, it's just part of the business. But, Mm -hmm. you know, TJ Watt, such an important player for this organization. And to know that now he's locked up for this year, then four years after that in his prime, he'll be playing for the Steelers. 
really great stuff here and just in time for this team to focus and lock in and go into Buffalo and take on a huge game there. We're going to get to that game in just a bit. When we come back, I want to go around the league and get Jenna's picks along with mine on the first week of NFL action. Uh, we'll get to that in just a sec. But first, I got to tell you guys about better about Built Bar. Excuse me. Built Bar is the healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar and the ultimate protein bar for you. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team and comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, and my personal favorite, double chocolate, Built Bar has so many flavors to enjoy. And the best part, they're all healthy. They range from 130 to 180 calories. They pack 17 to 18 grams of protein, but only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that'll save you from eating the snack you'll regret later and stay on task with anyone's diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all capital letters, all one word, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, joined by Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, now all last season, you and I did week-to-week picks. We picked every game except the Thursday game because we're the Friday episode, and that's after the game airs and all that. So last year, it came down to literally the Super Bowl. That's right. One game, One and game. We, had a, we had a coin flip. And, and I, I think you won the coin flip and you picked your team. And I think it was, there was something weird about that. But you, you picked the team, I picked the team, and, and I came out on top. So this year we're doing it again. We do have something special we're planning for. You can't do it this week because we haven't set it up yet. But as you know, Run Your Pools, one of our sponsors, we're planning on putting together a, a pool for all of our listeners. If you want to join in the picks with us, I believe next week we'll have it set up so that you can play along with us and pick every single NFL game uh, moving forward. But – Jenna, let's start with week one games as we get through through here. First game on, on, the, on, the, on the marks here. Now, this is a game that not a lot of people are going to pay attention to. Jaguars at Texans, but it's Trevor Lawrence's debut game. I'm going with the Jaguars. Makes the most sense to me. Houston is in just such a wreck right now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The Texans are having Tyrod Taylor. Sorry, Tyrod Taylor. I keep doing that. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, to Rod Taylor starting as quarterback, we just know what that Texans organization is dealing with, with all of the off season things surrounding Deshaun Watson. Um, and I think that there is a lot of upside to this Jaguars team. Is it going to be a pretty game? Absolutely not. But I think there's a lot of good things that they've seen out of Trevor Lawrence up to this point through the preseason, through training camp. It won't be a great game. I don't think, but I I'm with you. I think the Jags win this one just because there's so much instability in Houston right now. Two upstart teams here, Chargers at the Washington football team. Washington football team have one of the defenses that everyone's hyped up about, but the Chargers, one of the dark horses of, of the AFC with uh, with Justin Herbert at quarterback and all the weapons they got, though Austin Eckler may be hurt. I'm going to go with the away team. I think the Chargers come to the East Coast and handle their business, but I do think Washington makes it close. What, what do you say? 
Yeah, I'm going the Chargers on this one. I think the matchup to watch is going to be Justin Herbert versus the Washington football team's defense. If the defense can get a pick six, can force a turnover to score off of those turnovers, I think that they'll bode really well. But I think we saw so much from Herbert in his rookie season that he's going to continue to build upon. I think he's going to be a really, really solid player throughout the season here. So it's a really good, it's a close line, at least last time I checked at it. But I think that the Chargers come out on top of this next game Seahawks at Colts Colts been dealing with a lot of injuries throughout the offseason though Quentin Nelson has worked his way back and they think Carson Wentz is, is in that department too but I'm going with Seahawks I'm sorry Russell Wilson they're healthy they still got Bobby Wagner on defense they still got DK Metcalf I'm going with the Seahawks in this one yeah, it's hard not to count Russell Wilson out, especially with some of the question marks surrounding the Colts. Again, I think they're a solid team. They're not a bad team by any means, but I think when you look at Seattle, how proven Russell Wilson is, the connection that he has with DK Metcalf and what those two were able to gel with throughout the season last year, I'm excited to see what Russ still has in the kitchen, but we all know, hey, let Russ cook and he'll do the cooking. Indeed. Now, here's the Sam Donald revenge game. Panthers hosting the Jets for the first game of the season. I'm going with the with the Carolina Panthers simply yep. because they got Christian McCaffrey, and I don't know what the Jets are going to do. <laughs> I think Exactly. I think that it's more of such a big question mark with the Jets. How is Zach Wilson going to perform? Who are some of those guys that are going to step up for them? What does the offensive line look like? There's been a lot of really good conversation about what Zach Wilson has done this preseason, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but how is the rookie going to do in his first NFL game going against a Carolina Panthers defense that frankly isn't horrendous. Right. Right. It's a defense that does have talent on it. We'll see how that plays out. Um, so you're, 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 you're picking the Panthers with me. Yeah. I think we've had the same picks all the way through <laughs> four games so far. Let's see if we differ here. Vikings at Bengals. I'm going with the Vikings. I think that Joe Burrow still has to work some things in. We were, you and I were joking around about Jamar Chase during Steelers practice and how he said he's the NFL balls are different than the college football balls. And it's how hard time seeing them and all this. You know what? Who doesn't have a hard time seeing the football? Dalvin Cook. He's going to run right through these guys. I think that that's why I'm taking the Vikings. See, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm Whoa. going, I know, I know. I'm going with the Bengals only because a lot of what I've been hearing out of Cincinnati is how good Joe Burrow looks, how confident he looks and it was interesting because coming into camp there were reports that he looked pretty shaky it wasn't you know he wasn't fully putting pressure on the leg that he injured last year and all of that and understandably so coming back from an injury like that the surgery that he had is going to be a big thing but I expect that's kind of like one of my big predictions for the season I expect a lot out of Joe Burrow this season it's a close game but hey I'm going with the Bengals here uh, that's that's our first split so mark it down she is the Bengals I have the Vikings now here's a big matchup that I think is going to be one of the bigger ones of the week Cardinals at Titans yep. got Kyler Murray versus Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill really tough group I'm going with the Titans they're the home team plus I really like all the weapons they have on mm -hmm. offense yeah no I do too I think I just it's hard I think the Titans just look good. I think they have the power. Obviously, you know what they were able to do a year ago. Um, I think that I'm, I'm losing a little bit of a train of thought here. You're fine. It's, it's a but, Friday. We're but, but, they got, but they got Julio Jones and AJ Brown and yeah. Derek Henry and, Derek. and Ryan Tannehill. It's, it's, that's a lot to stack up with Granite, Kyler Murray. Got DeAndre Hopkins. They went and got AJ Green. They they say they signed James Conner as, as another option. And on defense, they still got Buda Baker. You know, they got they have weapons too. I just I look at that run game and they, if all else fails, you give the ball to Derrick Henry and you let him go work.
And he goes, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen to how solid is um, Carolina, how solid is uh, Arizona's defensive line to be able to hold up against that. That will be a question kind of as things progress, things progress. And also it's week one. We heard from Ben Roethlisberger. He said there are going to be growing pains. I think we're going to see that across the league from teams. So that's just why kind of in my gut, I just trust what Derrick Henry does, what that Titans offense can do. Another close matchup. I feel like there's a lot of really impressive and solid matchups, but I think that, uh, you know, we're going to see a lot of good things from the Titans. Agreed. Agreed. Now moving along here, Niners at Lions. This to me is the, is like the lock game. The Niners are destroying the Lions. I don't see any way that the, that the Lions pull this out. No, especially with their defense, especially with a healthy Niners defense after everything they went through last year. I just, the Lions just aren't that proven team. I don't think their defense is fantastic by any stretch. And I think you just kind of look at that matchup and you say, yeah, the 49ers, Jimmy G did officially quote unquote, earn the starting job earlier this week. And he's proven himself throughout the last couple of seasons here. I'm going to be intrigued to see when they do go to Trey Lance. Um, But yeah, I'm going Niners in this one. It just seems like too easy for me. Now. We're going to skip the, the Steelers-Bills game. We're going to save that for last in the, in the third segment. Battle of the Birds, Eagles at Falcons. I'm going with the Eagles because I've heard some really good things about Jalen Hurts and camp. Yeah. I think they got some in- interesting weapons. I like Devontae Smith. Is that where you're at too? That's exactly. We, You and I are on the same wavelength today, and I really <laughs> appreciate this, although this might not bode well for uh, our future picks throughout the season. But, yeah, there's been a lot of really good conversations surrounding Jalen Hurts and the steps that he's taken this year um, in the offseason and what he's shown kind of throughout camp at this point. Obviously, again, I know a lot of the Steelers fans are like, oh, but, like, look at, you know, Philly, blah, blah, blah. It's the preseason. You do take things with a grain of salt, but um, they like what they have in Jalen Hurts. They really, really like what they have in Devontae Smith. And it is going to be interesting to kind of see how that team comes to gel together. But I think that they have a little bit more upside in this matchup than the car or than the uh, Falcons do. Now, a game that definitely Steelers fans will want to keep tabs on after their games over at four at one o'clock, the 425 Browns. At Chiefs, I'm going with the Chiefs. I know everyone's hyped about the Browns, but I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes, they, they, they're, they're fresh. They're coming into this game. I think it's going to be a hurt piece. Yeah, what more do you need to say other than Patrick Mahomes? Yes, there is some questions about Tyron Matthew, and if he's going to play at least the last reports that I saw, depending on how he progresses kind of throughout the week. But I just think you can't count Patrick Mahomes out. You can't count Patrick Mahomes out week one. And as much success as the Browns had, especially towards the end of the season last year, they're still, in my mind, unproven. I think they still need to prove themselves. I think there's the potential that they could do it, depending on what we see from Baker Mayfield and that offense. But to me, you just you can't pick against Patrick Mahomes week one. Packers Saints, a, a big time NFC matchup, getting to see Jameis Winston. But I'm going with the Packers because yeah. Jameis Winston is the starter. New offense doesn't have Michael Thomas, and that Packers defense is still tough along with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, this is kind of the same thing for me. You're picking Patrick Mahomes, you pick Aaron Rodgers, especially against the Saints defense. And just on the flip side of the ball, the Saints offense that, like you said, with Jameis Winston, um, you know, obviously there was the quote unquote quarterback battle kind of competition throughout training camp there between him and Taysom Hill. It kind of always seemed like it was going to be Jameis Winston, but they don't have that true number one guy in Michael Thomas. They have talented receiving. They have a talented receiving core. Sure. But again, I feel like this is just kind of a little bit of a gimme, especially with what green Bay brings on the defensive side of the ball as well. We're going to go quickly through these next three games here. Just a quick answer. Broncos at giants. I got the Broncos. I like their defense. I'm going the giants just to say, Hey, 
Why not? Right? <laughs> That's the squad. I got. Don't worry. At least you being true to the blue. I see. You know what? I a little bit, a little bit of bias here, but also, uh, if Saquon does play, which is at least at the last reports I've been reading, is kind of trending in a good direction. I think that boosts their offense immensely. Daniel Jones is way better of a quarterback when Barkley is out there. So, hey, why not? Let's go Giants. Absolutely. Dolphins at Patriots. I'm going with the Dolphins yep. just because I still don't know what I what to think in Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones, definitely a question mark. The rookie making his first start. Not to say that it can't be successful, but at least with what the Dolphins have, I think, you know, as much faith or not faith as they have in Tua, depending on which reports you read, I think at the end of the day, they just have a little bit more for them definitively right now compared to the Patriots. And then Bears at Rams. I'm sorry, Andy Dalton against Aaron Donald. And I, I'm going with this AD, not that AD. The Rams are going to make 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 a make a mincemeat out of these guys. Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely, I'm going with the Rams in this one. Now, this is the intriguing game here. That's not the Steelers. It's Monday Night Football. Ravens at Raiders. This to me, I had the Raider, Ravens going into this game, no problem. But we knew about J.K. Dobbins, you know, having a season-ending injury. Then Justin Hill, Justice Hill went down. And then Thursday, Thursday afternoon during practice, Marcus Peters out for the season, one of their top cornerbacks. And then Gus Edwards, the running back that everyone was like, okay, they're fine. He can take over at number one. They All their top three running backs are gone. Yeah. And I know there's some Steelers fans that are thinking, well, they still have Lamar Jackson. That's not the point. We know they do. But yeah. – this is a hurt piece. I'm going with the Raiders. That's too many injuries to replace this quickly. I know they just signed Le'Veon Bell. They're going to need him and probably someone else. Yeah, and how quickly can he acclimate into that offense is going to be a big question mark. And, you know, obviously you never want to see anybody get hurt. I know Steelers fans are with that in the sense that, you know, you want to play the best competition. So definitely – a really, really, really big bummer for the Ravens and just all the pieces that they've lost. That's kind of why I feel like you have to go with the Raiders. As much emotion as the Ravens will have coming into this game saying, hey, we want to play for our guys. We want to do this. I just think that it all spiraled so quickly, losing so many key pieces in such a short period of time. I think this is just one of those games that you see the Raiders win. Now, Steelers fans, I know you're waiting for us to break down and predict the Steelers game, Steelers-Bills game. We'll do that after the break. But first, I've got to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, both open right now at BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And if you missed out on the open opening day super promo to make a bet on this on the on the Thursday night game between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. That's fine. There's plenty of other options for you to play right now, including betting on your Pittsburgh Steelers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing, right down to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now, Jen, on the moment everyone's been waiting for here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast, our predictions on the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Buffalo Bills. It seems like there's a shot of energy and adrenaline into the Steelers now with TJ Watt not just being back but signing his contract, and everyone's real happy about that. But it still comes down to how you play on the field. I want to ask you, before we give our score predictions and who will win, I want to ask you, what do you think is the turning point, the major factor that decides this game? 
I think it really is going to come down to the Steelers offensive line, which kind of seems like a gimme of an answer. But when you have two rookies in there, obviously center Kendrick Green, obviously tackle Dan Moore, who is going to be guarding Ben's blind side. I think that's a big question mark a lot of people have. And I think depending on how quickly they can gel, I feel like you and I have talked about this pretty consistently, but can this group gel? Can they protect their quarterback? Can they give Ben Roethlisberger time? Can they create holes for Najee Harris to run? The Bills run defense is a huge question mark. I've heard a lot of things from a lot of Bills writers and um, people that cover the Bills that I used to work with basically throughout the preseason saying, So the Bills' run defense is still a question mark. That is going to be key. And I think if the offensive line can, you know, at least just find a little bit of their footing, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. But if they can find consistency throughout this game, I think you're going to see a lot from Najee Harris. And I think, again, you give Ben Roethlisberger time, we know what he can do when he has time to throw the football. We we do. My turning point for this game, to me, while that offensive line is very important, Jenna, and I think and I think you're not wrong for what you're saying. I still see this game being in the hands of the Steelers' defense and yep. how they maintain Josh Allen. Last yep. year, and I wrote about this on DKPittsburghSports.com for my Wednesday Carter's Classroom, but when you look at the tape of that game last year, they shut the, the Bills down early in the game, but when the Bills realized, wait a minute, they're missing Devin Bush, Vince Williams, and Robert Spillane, three inside linebackers why not work the ball behind the backups who are playing there and that's exactly what they did but that's not going to be available to them this time Devin Bush maybe he's not 100% but he's going to be out there Joe Schobert is going to be out there and those guys are immensely different from putting Avery Williamson who had been with the team for a few weeks and Ulysses Gilbert who hadn't even started yet that was a that, that this is a huge upgrade to that and you got Joe Hayden back now there's questions about Alex Highsmith he he did he was he was a participant, a partial participant in in Wednesday's practice. He did not practice on Thursday. We will see if he practices on Friday. But still, you got T.J. Watt, you got Melvin Ingram, you got Jameer Jones, who everyone's is really every, is really excited about, and you got Cam Hayward. Tyson Alulu was back to practicing on Thursday. You got a lot of things in your favor. If this defense can just bottle up Josh Allen, keep him from making the easy throws, force him to be perfect down the field, and give Minka Fitzpatrick some chances to make some plays on some deep balls. That's where I think that the, their big biggest factor comes in. That being said, Jenna, what is your final score prediction and who do you have winning? All right. Steelers fans do not come for me because Uh-oh. I've been saying prefaced with that. I know I've been saying this is a closer game than a lot of people think it's going to be just kind of hearing conversations from writers, from fans. I think a lot of, especially bills fans feel like this is going to be a blowout. They saw Josh Allen explode last season There are question marks for both teams. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. It's going to be back and forth. I think the Bills are going to win 28-24. I think the Steelers are going to be incredibly competitive. But going back to what I said about the offensive line, I think it's just they they just need to gel a little bit more. They need to find consistency. Again, we heard from Ben Roethlisberger earlier this week saying there's going to be some growing pains. I do think one thing that could play a role is what – we see from Josh Allen in terms of his level of intensity and just does he get too hyped up, too intense when it comes to what the crowd is bringing? Because there are a lot of expectations on Josh Allen. And I was saying this to you earlier today, but I think there's a lot of a a lot played in his favor last season, not having ginormous crowds, what felt like seemingly a ton of pressure. This bills team 
doesn't know how to not be an underdog. I think that's something that can help them because now they're like, hey, we've earned it. We've got here. We can prove ourselves. However, how much will Josh Allen be able to handle the pressure? That can be an interesting thing. But at the end of the day, I think just what on paper this matchup looks like, I think the Bills win 28-24. It's going to be close. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be a fun game. I agree with you. I'm actually going to pick very similarly. I'm going 27-24 also for the Bills. In this situation, as Steelers fans, I know you're probably thinking, Carter, how can you do this to us? You're our guy. Uh, But listen, the Bills are a team that's bringing back a lot of the same guys they've had for years. They're bringing Josh Allen. He knows his offensive line. That defense, they all know each other from Ed Oliver to Jerry Hughes to Tremaine Edmonds to Jordan Hoyer to Micah Hyde to Tredavious White. The biggest factor here, can they get after Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson, the other outside cornerbacks that could play a huge factor in this game? Do not discount that. I'm not saying the Steelers definitely won't win this. I just, if you put me, if you put me, if you twist my arm behind my back and made me pick a team, I got to pick the team that not starting as many rookies in especially on its offensive line this year but i do think the steelers will be right in the mix with this to the very end it may even come down to a last second uh touchdown field goal missed field goal something along those lines and this being a very close one but i do think the steelers lose this one but they take it as a, le- a lesson on the chin and they keep it moving to week two and i think they'll rebound strong against the raiders jenna thanks so much for doing the locked on steelers podcast as always on fridays it's always great to have you here let people know where they can find you follow you and get more of your work It is always great to be here. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy week one of the NFL season. We are here. We made it. This is so fun. Um, You can find me on Twitter at John Harner 11 uh, on Instagram at John underscore Harner and on WPXI. Chris and I have a ton of stuff going. We have skylights tonight, some high school football highlights. Let's go. Um, And then I will actually be in Buffalo for the game. So definitely tune into WPXI after the game. We have a full 15 minutes black and gold zone where we're bringing you everything recapping the game as well so definitely join us there and hey hopefully chris and i are proved wrong i know steelers fans want us to be proved wrong so hey hopefully we're proved wrong here Hopefully we are. Um, you can find me, Chris Carter, on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, my handle, as you see below. And you can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com. You can check out this podcast, the, the Locked on Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey, as well as YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're enjoying the show here, watching us on, on the internet. We love and appreciate anyone who can show us some love there. You can also find me on the final word of PXI Sunday night program after the game. And if you want to give me give me some crap if the Steelers win, you can go by all means. Go ahead and do that. Um, but uh, but all, all jokes aside, you can check me out on Channel 11 with Jenna Horner Friday night and then again on Sunday night, uh, you know, in, in there as they as we host the final word show. Thanks again for w- watching and listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Be back in your ears Sunday evening, recapping the game and giving you my analysis on how it all went down. We'll see you.